Welcome back. Yes, so this is a money and mental peace. We're talking about money related to, well, mental peace. For example, is the lack of money or the lack of scholarships uh, affecting your financial peace and thus your mental peace or vice versa? Like you don't feel motivated to even look to apply for scholarships. I have felt that and like it's coming up on summer or you're probably already on summer break, but it's summer about and you're like, you want to enjoy summer, but what about money for next year, right? For or the year after or however long you're going to be in school, in college and you're stressed and not knowing how to find that motivation when all you want to do is sleep to start summer, to like recover from the year, and then have a fun time, which is totally understandable. Don't worry. There are ways that I can help you. Three hacks, actually, specifically, because it's in the title, that I can help you stay motivated when applying for scholarships. And it does not have to take all of your time, except, like, especially I have one really specific suggestion that could shorten your time immensely so you can just enjoy the summer. Um, so we're going to talk about finding and applying for scholarships today and the motivation behind it. Not necessarily how to do it, like to do the finding and applying, but how to have just the oomph for it. That's a word, right? The oomph. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into it. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. All right, like I said in the intro... I feel your pain. You want to let go of school for a while in your mind because you want to enjoy spring and summer, but then also you're stressed about the coming year and the coming fall and future semesters, and you're like, I want to apply for scholarships, but I'm just lacking. You're stressed, but also you're like not quite stressed to the point that it's kicking you in the butt to go do it, which is understandable. I mean motivation doesn't always just come out of thin air. We're going to talk about three hacks today to stay motivated when applying for scholarships. Okay, here's the fun one. I want you to dream. So dream about what you want to do this summer. Dream about what you want to do tomorrow. Dream about how you want to do next year and how you want to feel next year, which in my opinion is probably a settledness, a mental peace, hint, hint, the name of the podcast, 
so to speak, about like how you want to feel settled and able to go through the year with a peaceful mind. You're probably like, Kara, I already got that dream. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Dream beyond that and about what it would be like to finish college with no loans hanging over your head. If it's hard to dream of that because you're still in the now, I encourage you to listen to stories of it working. Listen, you know, on here on this podcast. Go on YouTube. Light a fire under your butt, (laughs) so to speak to inspire you that you just can't sit still. Um, There are different types of people, personalities that this encourages, right? Sometimes there's more the pain center where you're like, you think of, you know, if you you don't find some money for school or you can go work for it, you don't always have to find scholarships, um, that how painful it could be when you, you know, can't go to school because you don't have the money. Or you could do the other side. You know how your mind and your inspiration works to be inspired by listening to stories of people getting through college debt-free or finding certain scholarships or budgeting their money well. Like, what is it for you? Dream about it and listen to stories motivating you. You may not feel motivated to get up and do it. You may only feel motivated to lay on the couch and watch YouTube then then do that. Do that and watch videos to inspire you. You could even watch just the Just Do It video from Shia LaBeouf or whatever. But sometimes when I need the motivation, I I watch something for it. And you might be like, but I should just feel this motivation on my own. No, not necessarily. It's not like it's some innate thing that we're just promised to have all the time. I like the quote by Zig Ziglar, who was a speaker, like more of like an inspirational speaker. And I'm probably going to butcher this. This is me paraphrasing, but it was something like, uh, motivation is like bathing. We recommend it daily. So it's not like you're motivated one time in your life and it just sticks forever and ever. Like, listen to stuff, watch things, talk to people who can inspire you in this. That is not only allowed, but encouraged. Secondly, again, not sure what works for you. You got to figure out if you feel able to do this. But for some people, it's just start. Now, I know you're like, well, how do I just start when I don't have the motivation to start? Okay, I get it. Sometimes it seems overwhelming is why you don't start. And there could be a first step. Like you could literally put a timer on and be like, however much I get done in 20 minutes, I'll do. A lot of us can just sit down and do something for 20 minutes knowing that we can be done soon. So set the timer and do the first step. What's the first step? Grabbing your laptop. Good job. (laughs) Next step, opening it and turning it on, maybe plugging it in. Great. Next step, signing in. Next step. Uh, going, actually opening the application or the the list or the database where you're going to find the scholarships or Google or the ones that you already have and you're like writing an essay for it. Like, I want you to just get started, but get started small. Like, don't even think about the whole of it. Just think, in this moment right now, do you think I'm able to actually go get my laptop and open it? Like, if I do nothing else in this day, am I physically able to do that? Now, if you're really dealing with some struggle, depression, mental health, etc., etc., go see a therapist, you know, get some professional help. I'm not saying this just is easy for everybody, but a lot of times in my life, 
I find out that, okay, in this hour, all I have to do is open my laptop, plug it in, sign in, uh, do 20 minutes of something. It can be really slow. It can be, it can feel painful, but you know you'll be done in 20 minutes. Like sometimes just starting inspires the motivation. You might get into it. You might be like, okay, well, I've done 20 minutes. Now I'll do a half hour. Okay, now I can do just 10 more minutes. There is a saying, and I feel like it was from like Chris Hemsworth. I might need to look this up. Um, let me see if I can find it. I guess not. There is something, something that was like, motivation starts with movement, not the other way around. So it's not like you move because you're motivated. It's you become motivated because you started moving and started doing it. It's kind of like you ever, oh, this is perfect. You ever know that you really want to go swimming and you love swimming, but when you first go in, it's just like freezing and you could try to go in really slow or just jump in all at once, but you know you'll have fun because you love it. Now, if you hate swimming, think of another analogy, but it's like you got to get past that first uncomfortableness, if that's a word, or the first cold shiver or the first whatever or the first oomph to just jump in and then you know you will love it or you'll have the motivation to be in there. Think of something related to that to your life and that's a way that motivation can start with the movement, not movement needing motivation to start. Hope that made sense. <laughs> if you're waiting for motivation, you might not ever get anything done. You got to move to create that motivation. Okie dokie. Last one. Also, this is the one of them that's like, save a whole bunch of time. You could just hire me if you feel like it. Did you know that I help students find scholarships for college and apply to them for college? If you've been around a long time, you're probably rolling your eyes like, yes, Kara, you've told us that. But who knows? I get a lot of new people. I just want to explain this process to you. Imagine that you get an email and I handed you a list of scholarships that were tailor-made for you. Just tailor-made, um, hand-picked, found specifically for your situation. What if you didn't even have to search for them because I did it for you? And what if I found you between $10,000, $20,000, or $30,000 of scholarship opportunities, and all you had to do was then apply to them? This is totally, totally possible. So my story, I myself graduated from college debt-free with over $10,000 left in my bank account, and I was able to completely pay for college without my parents' help or working full-time all throughout college. Why? Because I like to say, I know how to search for scholarships like nobody's business. So that's why I created the free, yes, the free, the free, free, free scholarship strategy session where I learn about your plans for school and we make a plan on scholarships that I'll be able to find you to apply for. I want you to get the most money possible so that you can have the most stress-free and hopefully debt-free college experience. So imagine walking away, yep, with ten, twenty, or thirty thousand dollars worth of scholarship opportunities. So this conversation is free, and then you can decide if you'd like to hire me after we talk. So we go through, I get details about your life, you ask me questions if you have questions, and you know, you can decide. Well, you can decide right then or after if you want to hire me. And so this process goes so that I do the research for you. You can go enjoy your summer and I'm finding you scholarships and providing you the link, 
the, the title, the link, you know, the deadline and the amount, and then you can learn about how to apply for them, as well as I don't always advertise this right off the bat because normally the second thing I'm going to say, because normally people just want me to find them scholarships, but I do also do one-on-one -on -one coaching if you want to work on applying to the scholarships together, if you want my help, my hand-holding. So uh, that's another thing if you're like, ah, I still don't have the motivation. I just want someone to do it for me. I mean, you could use that. Maybe you're graduating high school this year. You could use that graduating graduation party money for buying books, which is totally good thing to do. Let me acknowledge that. Or potentially using it to hire me so that I find you the potential for even more money. So that you're turning money into more money to find scholarships for college. So that's another one. If you don't have the motivation to find and apply for scholarships, hire me to do it together. Now, I kind of want to do a tiny bit of transition. Can you guys bear with me here? Okay. We've been talking finances like this whole podcast, like this whole episode and the whole podcast, and that's really a passion of mine. But I don't know if y'all know that I do have a passion for other things around like apologetics, uh, which is, if you don't know what that is, it's like defending your faith, what you believe in, um, what you know, what you're interested in. And maybe it's not always exactly... Uh, like Bible related, but it could be like your views on science or politics or, or whatever, to have a well-formed logical answer and reasoning behind things, as well as just to be have discernment to steer clear of concerning negative things. So I wanted, I thought maybe occasionally I could bring up something like this, um, which is like some stuff that I'm seeing happening on college campuses and giving some a voice to, you know, concerns around them and kind of a warning to y'all if you're seeing some stuff like this. So hint, hint, you know, <laughs> have your uh, flag radar up. That doesn't make any sense. Looking for red flags and stuff like this. So I actually found this podcast, because not the one we're on. I found another podcast that was like the... Christian Witches podcast, which is totally an oxymoron because you don't, that, that, that's not possible to be a Christian witch. I was listening and they really don't believe set in Christianity. It's more new age and they just have the Bible as like some stuff. They hold some of the stories true, but they don't really believe all of it. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying you're necessarily out there doing that. So, but I just since then found these articles of it just permeating into college campuses and the church and such. For example, I found an article on how to do Wicca or witchcraft, which I want to be clear, there's different definitions on that, Wicca being a certain like re religion of it, and then witchcraft of actually like making potions, you know, casting spells. Not all witches necessarily say they specifically practice Wicca, uh, so I'm aware of that. But basically having new classes on campus on for Wicca or witchcraft or um, an article talking about how to do it and fit you know, your rituals into your everyday life. This is concerning. This is demonic. This is the Bible specifically speaking against witchcraft. And I'm not talking about if you watch or listen to a story or a movie and it's like there was a friendly fairy or 
um, you know, wizard in it or whatever. I'm not saying straight up if you saw that in a movie that you're like cursed for life. No, 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 no. But if you're, there's so many things in life that we hear about or are in stories or we listen to or we're aware of, but we're not physically doing it ourselves. Um, that's, that's the key. And so y'all might be like, okay, Kara, I'm a Christian. Like I already, I already knew this, like steer clear of this type of thing. But did you know that some of the um, more fringe things in what is used in New Age or Wicca or witchcraft is starting to permeate the church. Two of them specifically, or three actually, that I wanted to mention to just kind of warn you of if you're starting to hear stuff like this. And I know you're like, this might, this doesn't have to do with finances. That's okay. That part of the episode's over if you need to go. But I just wanted to warn y'all. Um, I've been hearing a lot about manifesting, and there is a difference between dreaming of things, desiring things, praying for things, and doing physical, like, things or statements or um, rituals to manifest something to come about in your life. This is based in New Age ideology, uh, pagan rituals, and whatnot, and can very concerningly lead you down a rabbit hole of like, oh, if I do certain things, I can manipulate matter, which is in essence saying I am God. And what, what, you know, what did, what happened for to Adam and Eve in the Bible? The Satan was, uh, the Satan, the snake was like, did God really say you can't do this and, and, and eat the fruit? And, he what he really knows is that if you eat of it you'll be like him you know it was a total lie and the first lie was trying to be and know like god now we are made in his image we're able to learn and grow in things but this is not a workspace religion this is by god's amazing grace we don't have to work to have stuff happen to us or for god to hear us better or love us more and just very I could go deeper into this if you want. This is just barely scratching the surface. But just giving, getting your red flag radar up when you hear on stuff around manifestation. I will put links about this in the description below if you want to read or listen further because I know this is very much touching base on it. Um, another thing, crystals. I've been seeing more of that around. And, I mean, a crystal is a natural occurring uh, stone or material, mineral. Wow, I don't remember biology. Um, in the earth, I mean, in and of itself, crystals are beautiful and fine and understandable. The concern is when, you know, for example, Amazon starts selling crystals for witchcraft or new age or whatever, which is like certain ones give certain powers to you. Like this one gives you a good mood and this one brings you luck and this one helps you know, your prayers reach heaven faster, and this one does this. Um, no. Be very aware of the devil's scheme is in that way to draw you into untruth by thinking certain things would give you godlike powers or get your prayers or thoughts to God faster from these certain crystals. And when you open the door to this type of thing, you can also open the door to just like demonic deception. I would just encourage y'all to steer clear from that. And the last one, well, I'll, I'll have a link with details about this uh, in the description if you want to read more. If not, if you're like, I'm just here for the scholarships, Kara, 
that's fine. Um, lastly, one that I see even, even, even more in the church when they're like, oh yeah, crystals, using that for like conjuring things or manifesting things. Yeah, totally. That's off and weird. Um, but yet they still use this. It's the Enneagram. You might be like, no, wait, Kara, I love the Enneagram. Okay, I was totally fine with the Enneagram before I really researched into it. Um, turns out there are some deeper historical origins to it that it came about by a guy doing spirit channeling, where he would have a, he would call a spirit um, that we know if it's not God and the angels, then it would be a fallen angel and a bad spirit, um, like control him, possess him, control him, and control his hand to write out what each of these nine types on the point of the Enneagram means, which if you don't know what that is, that's great. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a personality test, but not only do does it not have like peer-reviewed, backed up, like clinical psychology research done that it is actually a legitimate and reliable psycho uh, personality test. Also, it has demonic origins from spirit channeling to get uh, these different types. And it's used very much in the occult, witchcraft, and new age. And that one can be a sore spot because a lot of people love the Enneagram. And I'm not against like learning more about yourself to understand yourself and others. I'm just warning you against that this potential in the Enneagram. So again, I'm actually going to link a podcast for that particular one because it has a great story behind the history of it with actual documented, you know, cited sources, the bibliography of it. Like I've heard some people say, we can't know the exact origins of the Enneagram because it's just shadowed in history, but there are actually legitimate works cited sources to um, have details about all of this. So as we wrap up, if you actually listened through all this, congrats, you're the OGs, okay? So, totally, the hacks. <laughs> Let me remind you. Let me go backwards a second and remind you on dreaming. Not manifesting, but daydreaming about what it would be like to find scholarships for college. To have the freedom to not have to work full-time all throughout college to uh, pay for school, but actually get funds from these scholarships. And watch videos. Listen to motivating podcasts to inspire you to do this. And also just start. A lot of times, motivation follows movement. You just start to do it. And also, you're not pressured to finish it all at once. Just do 20 minutes. See what happens. Or you could totally hire me. Hire me, and that would work too. And in the span of all this, as you're daydreaming for this, and you're trying to motivate yourself to do this, that is all great. Knowing that you can work hard and do physically do something to um, accomplish your goals is wonderful. This is just me also warning you guys of how a lot in the occult, in New Age, and witchcraft is getting onto college campuses and into churches, and in that they think doing something a certain way will cause something else in the universe or atmosphere to happen, like with manifestation or crystals or cause God to hear you faster, or you could twist his arm. And also, that warning against the Enneagram. Again, I'll have links in the description below so you can read more on this if you're wondering. In spite of all of this, if you want to work with me, 
you can hire me and you could head on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace. Again, that's calendly.com slash money and mental peace to sign up for that free scholarship strategy session where we talk about your plans for college and how I can help you graduate and uh, debt-free, hopefully with finding you a whole bunch of scholarships. I hope you handled this kind of mishmash of an episode today and you're inspired by it. And until next time, I pray that you guys are growing day by day in Christ and falling in love with him and able to get through college debt-free. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.